Welcome back to another week of the AMB Podcast. It's your boy, Young Tamarack, and I'm iffy like gentrified about this coronavirus shit. Sit down and think about what I really just said. I'm iffy like gentrified. At the end of gentrify is IFY, iffy, hi. Check me out. You didn't have to explain I, it. I'm here with some good people because my people are <laughs> never not good. Let them know what it is, man. Yo, what up? It's your boy, Stan, a.k.a. the finesse fella, a.k.a. that nigga right over there next to the stairs sparking up, you know, because it's that day. Hey, are you sparking by the stairs? Yes, I am. Stop. Nah, I'm messing with you, man. Continue. Yeah, honestly, Corona's been, uh, Corona's been pretty cool last, this week. That's why I was kind of like, you know, dang, we didn't, we didn't get in the pod, but. That's because I'm so, I'm so you, you starting to, to you starting to you starting to get used to the Corona shit. It's starting to become a part of your life now. Yeah, yeah. seeping in, seeping in slowly no, but I, surely. I just figured a way to keep working and like keep doing stuff. And the more you stay active, like the easier it is to be honest. Like, like I just like I just started like started doing stuff, and I'm I'm really happy for myself. Me and Caleb. Wait, what do you mean you started doing stuff? I started running. Oh, like just getting uh, active. Working out. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, like, I'm really happy about that. The first, but anybody who runs in a mask is a terrorist. So, uh, yeah, you definitely can't breathe in that. I don't know how you, I don't know how people do it. I've seen people running in masks in my neighborhood as well. And I'm just like, I don't know, man. If you're going to get sweaty all over it and do all that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. I mean, I guess you're safe. I mean, but me personally, I'm not running outside with, with no damn mask. You got me fucked up. I barely want to wear it to the store. Yeah, it's not it's not comfortable behind the ears either. So After a while, bad. yeah, it's annoying. And it's just like, bro, like, I'm just trying to get in, get out. You got to stand six feet apart from people now, so it's making lines seem way longer than they really are. And it's just... Yeah, man, it's, it's been a... It's been, it's, been a, it's been an experience, to say the least. It's been an experience. Yeah, so uh, what have you been uh, doing? Like, let me ask you officially, what have you been doing in the, the corona time? Like, how's your week been? Uh, my week was cool. Um, I'm talking about last week or this week, I guess. I mean, we can do both, bro. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, you know, you know the routine. It's just, you know, I work from home, um, you know, just getting into the flow of, of you know, working remote, uh, I guess, as a, as a PM. Um, and just trying to, you know, just trying to do my best to manage everything while I'm not around and, uh, the people that I need to ask questions of. And I got to And I personally hate communicating via email. Um, I rather mm-hmm. talk to people face to face. Um, and that's not to say that I don't have strong communication skills via email. Now nah, I sound like it's a fucking job interview, but like, yeah, I just, uh-huh. much, I just feel like I'm better off like walking them and be like, Hey, like Miriam, like, so what's up with so-and-so or like, Oh, you know, I didn't know that's how you felt about so-and-so. I feel like I can really gauge like how you're feeling. Like uh, via, uh, I guess, a conversation as opposed to you know. Because you can do like email. body language and, and like right, like that. right, right, you. right, right. But other than that, yeah, just um, you know, just trying to get that uh, my miles splits down. Um, the coach reached out like, to you, bro. You said the, the coach reached out to me. Yeah, nah. the coach reached out to you. Nah, oh, no, nah. no coach. Nah, okay. nah, nah. I'm fucking That's with crazy. you. <laughs> No, I also definitely hit me up um, when I was uh, doing some ladder drills in the in the field on Friday. But uh, yeah, man, like I said, just trying to get my mile splits down because I feel like I'll be running. Uh, I can run a mile at a decent pace if I'm like, you know, like that's my goal to run that one mile. But trying to carry it beyond that to have like, you know, a solid, you know, uh, maybe eight 
eight thirty uh, at every mile for, for three miles, which I feel like mm-hmm. is doable. But I gotta just kind of get to that point of really pushing it. So, yeah. Because then when you get when you get close enough to it, you can really like test it out to see. All right, maybe if I push it here, or I can strategize. Yeah, yeah. That's how. That's when. I, and that's exactly literally what I've been doing. It's like, okay, what yeah. parts of the run can I like really like? like you don't want to fall like, asleep. Right, yeah, yeah. I really just like ramp it up and then like kind of pace back down, but then maybe ramp it up again or like just like a couple points yeah. throughout the run that pick I'm trying back, to figure back, out. So, but yeah, man, other than that, man, I'm healthy, blessed, got a job, man, you know, just out here trying to stack it and flip it like the pyramid schemes. Uh, would you join a circle? No, I would never join one of those, uh, those pyramid scheme circles. Uh, and, uh, um, it seemed like it was, uh, and I'm not going to say I was going to join at any point in time, but initially it seemed like it was something that it was like, oh, it's just community, like community building wealth. And and that's what I kind of was looking at it at. But then I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. That's exactly what a, what a pyramid scheme is. It's giving off the idea of the community building wealth. But in, in reality, it's just the person the who's at the top of the pyramid yeah. who's, you know, who's getting the bread. And so I was just like, well, I mean, damn, that, that sucks. I guess that's something that I'm never going to do. Thankfully, I've never been a part of a pyramid scheme, but um, nah, I feel like... I, have you ever gone to one of the meetings? I got got one. Nah, you know like... what's crazy? Everybody that I've talked to always says, like, man, if you get a call from, like, Vector or, like, any of them other Jones, don't go. So I've always just been like, nah, I've set up appointments, but I would always talk to somebody, like, maybe, like, during that week and be like, yeah, I'm going to this interview. They're like, where is it at? And I'd be like, uh, Rockville. And they'd be like, oh, that's a Vector Jones. Like, nah, don't go to that, bro. You don't, you don't need to be in there. <laughs> So thankfully, I have people looking out for me, but nah. Oh, okay. Not, that's like nah, definitely shit, got though, right. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Cause uh, I went, I went, cause Drew Brown signed me up for that shit. And I was course. like, what? I was like, oh, this is lit. Um, so I pulled up, got the little business, uh, business suit and everything. I was ready for my interview. Got the resume printed out. Yeah, and I see the Bama from uh, like high school track, and I was like, wait, I know you. What are you doing oh, here? This job, what are you, you doing you don't qualify for this job. <laughs> exactly. You're, you're colored. <laughs> oh, like, nah. no, That's wild. Sure. And I was like, hmm. And then uh, another time uh, when I was in college, uh, my roommate at the time, Aaron, was like, yo, pull up to this, this like, presentation. My, my brother wants to talk to like a bunch of College kids. I was like, oh, all right. Anytime it's a presentation and there ain't no free food, bro, <laughs> you probably shouldn't even be in that zone. I was like, all right, bet. You know, it's chill. It's chill. Was and there free then, food? Uh, it was free free water and shit. Nigga, water already free. Nah, nah but water bottles. Water bottles. Nah, I don't care, dog. No. <laughs> Nigga gave y'all free water. Oh, and y'all stayed. Yeah, y'all are good friends, man. Yeah. So I, I pulled up and then he was like, yeah. If you don't, if you can't reach in your pocket right now and drop one thirty, you're you're doing something wrong with your money. I was like, damn, what? That shit hurt. hurt. <laughs> he came so with y'all I'm next. Like, <laughs> he came with y'all next. I was like, wait. So he got my attention off that. And then he's like, yeah, you should be, you should be able to travel. You should have the freedom. I said, wait a minute. I've heard this shit before. Mm-hmm. I got got again. Yep. And yeah, story of uh. Pyramid schemes, but I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't get in the circle. Yeah, and I've heard too many. I've heard and seen. Um, but fun fact: Kayla's friend actually went in and got paid. So yeah, I, I feel I like have, so. I do have firsthand knowledge that it does work. I know someone who's got paid too. But what I'm saying is, if you being that person, if you're not there from like the jump or like early on, 
or if you don't have the network of people willing to buy into that, then you're fucked. Like, you're, you're, if you don't have, if you can't generate like an additional like two or like four people or like eight people or like two people who you know can generate two more people, then like it's just not. But the thing is, it, that's on them. That's not on you. Like, if you do your part and you do it and it's successful, I boom. Yeah, but I'm saying like, what, what if you what if you bring in two two bamos who just like nah, they're not about to they're not about to kill nobody. Then, they, then that's your fault because you brought them in. So that's what I'm saying. You're not going to get paid either way. You're short. Yeah. You have to have a good. You have to have a strong enough network of people who got who got bread or disposable income. And at this point in time, that would be the stimulus check. Which I mean, I've seen a lot of people doing the whole like, oh, it's messed up that y'all trying to take advantage of people who got who got stimulus checks. <laughs> well, look, dog, if you're dumbass want to give niggas a hundred dollars that you don't know, bro, you deserve to lose your hundred dollars, dog. Only people I got sympathy for on that is old folk with the phone schemes because they don't be wanting to answer in the phone because it'd be people trying to get their social security and all that <laughs> bullshit. But other than that, bro, if you are of sound body and mind and you put $100 into something and you don't want to do no work and you expect the money to come out of it, ha, you're a fucking <laughs> fool. You deserve to lose your bread. You deserve to lose your bread if that's the case. But oh, shout out man. to everybody who's getting paid off of it, man. I just know that me personally... It, I, I don't know. I just feel like usually you don't get money that easily. I mean, there's easy money, but like, yeah, this is too easy. Uh, seemingly too easy. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I just wouldn't. I wouldn't fuck with it. But um, I want to get into something that we all been waiting for. Um, people across the world essentially have been waiting for. Uh, is that brand new Michael Jordan Last Chance documentary slated to come out? Uh, in June, um, but instead, you know, due to the pandemic, they pushed it up. No, 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 no. Due to Braun. Due to Braun. You said due to Braun. Yeah, give him his props. Why is it Braun? said, hey, because Braun said, hey, ESPN, uh, I think you should release some Jordan Goff. I think it's a good idea. They said, okay. That's, yeah, that's but, 100% facts. Yeah, no, for sure. But I mean, I feel like the pandemic has something to do with that, though. Uh, I mean, ESPN's bleeding either way, but, you know, it's Braun. So just give Braun his props. Because that, I think this doc is going to change a lot of people's minds and it's going to have easy conversation about it. I'm still confused as to how the pan, if they're playing NBA games right now, we're not watching this documentary out there. Uh, I would. No, 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 no. It wouldn't be out. That's, that's what I'm trying oh, to tell okay. you. But yeah. they're going to, if they're dropping it in June, that's in, that's in the playoffs. It's the same thing. So like, no, yeah, I, like I hear you, but I don't at the same mm-hmm. time. Because no, 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 you no. not are you gonna not watch the? the I'm saying, the doc? I'm saying, if there's no pandemic, the the documentary still comes out when it was supposed to come out, which is what late June. Oh, June, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what okay. I'm saying. So because okay. of the pandemic, we're put in a position for LeBron to be like, hey, we don't have anything else going on right now. Let's drop this doc. If I don't, I guess you're saying that's what happened. You have a verified source. I don't know. Yeah. I guess you're Brian Windhorse, or, or of course, or, or some you shit know. like that. But no, what do you think I'm doing this whole time. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Watching, up on my Adam Schefter. Uh, watching degree. Nami. Yeah, that too, you know. <laughs> but after the first watch of the documentary, I was there. Um, how did you How did you feel about it? I felt really good about it because I thought it was really entertaining. The first episode wasn't the greatest. I thought it was interesting to see Jordan in, in college and young country Jordan with the real thick accent. Yeah, he definitely had the big accent. The, I said, whoa. I I'm not from North Carolina. <laughs> from North Carolina. Yeah, he was killing I me, I ain't bro. never heard that one, but uh, that was cool. Um, already knew about the, the Georgetown dub. 
Um, but I think seeing the, all the faces of like all the journalists, like Will Bond and Jay Donde, I think that was really cool. But second episode definitely like set set the tone for what I, what I'm expecting for the rest of the series, and I'm excited for it. How about you? What stood out to you? Uh, well, first of all, I like to preface my statement by saying that um, initially I had planned to watch the documentary on Sunday night when it aired, like <laughs> the rest of you. Um, and I initially started watching it from a chair that's, you know, in my room. And I thought to myself, hey, you know, you'd be a lot more comfortable, Bryce, if you laid in your bed to, uh, <laughs> to watch this documentary. You know what I'm saying? And of course, you know, me to myself, I'm like, duh, let me sit. Let me get in my bed. So I get in my bed mm. and I'm watching it. And I'm like, man, Michael Jordan was great. You know, and then, you know, I watching him in college, watching him hit the game winning shot against North mm-hmm. Carolina. I mean, well, mm-hmm. against Georgetown. And then I'm mm-hmm. and then I'm and then I, I fall asleep, right? And then but then I wake back up and you know, they're talking about Mike against the Celtics, you know, going off for sixty three. And I'm like, Damn, <laughs> man, Mike's a beast. Then I fall asleep again. <laughs> and then I wake up and it's Scott Van Pelt. And I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> oh, dude, I slept for too long. I thought I was just blinking. The but, blinks be the yeah, long the, blinks. The blinks were the blinks were crazy. They were crazy <laughs> yesterday. But nah, like uh getting to watch the whole thing and just to kind of see, you know, a little bit about Michael Jordan's background, you know, him coming up and having a very competitive family and that kind of that kind of bred him to be the competitor that he is. And to see that Michael Jordan wasn't, you know, the best initially. He he was somebody he got who, cut. He, from, I mean, his, uh, from the varsity team, him, him varsity being a sophomore team. trying to be on the varsity team, which I mean, I mean, if you're if you're going to be good at basketball, you probably wouldn't be playing varsity by the time you're, you know, uh, but by the time you're a sophomore. So I could yeah. fill him on that. Um, but just seeing uh, all of all of that and then just seeing what the, the true thing about Michael Jordan was and I'm realizing is it wasn't that he was the best player initially. He had the most upside out of anybody who could ever have upside. And he maximized the upside to the umpteen thousandth degree with just pure tenacity and just, just, yeah. I don't even that's, have no, a word for it. That's God given. That's God given, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's also part of, you know, his, his upbringing as well, you know, him, him having, you know, those siblings that, that pushed him and having parents that pushed him. But yeah. just, just to see this, this guy who we all have kind of looked at for so long, it's like, man, we all love this guy's shoes. You know, we love the way he played the game, but we didn't really understand. At least me, I didn't really understand like what the game we, had meant. We were to him. we were children. We were children. Like right. a lot of us saw, like, oh, this is really this is a game of basketball. If you don't really know what's going on, the way you're dissecting it now. So for us to look back and see it, that's why I said, and I prefaced my statement saying, I think a lot of people's perception of Jordan is about to change. Because like when you when you sit back and you hear about the GM battle with the guy with mm-hmm. the Jerry, I was like, huh, that's kind of wild. I never I never knew Jordan was going through that. I didn't know Scotty was holding – I'm not going to say holding out, but Scotty was – He wasn't trying to play. He wasn't trying to play. With, and I said, huh, that's interesting. It's but weird. it also never... makes you sit down and realize that, like, these NBA players, like whether it be Jordan or LeBron, they go through their struggles. And their struggles yeah. lead them on different paths to get to, like, you know, where their careers end up, you know, ending at and so like for Jordan he happened to be able to overcome and the, granted the GM for the Bulls was was actually a really good GM in terms of the moves that he made to get the team together it was just some things that he did that was just kind of you know a little on the shady side but I think things that he said 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think like he, yeah. he did some shady shit, but for the most part, he was putting together good teams, teams that you can make championship runs with, and obviously they won championships with. And in comparison on LeBron's side, when he was in Cleveland to begin, I, I forgot who the GM was. I think it was David Griffin. Um, but they didn't bring anybody in to help LeBron. You know what I mean? But that's the thing with these teams at the top a lot. And then, I mean, unless you're like Dallas or something like that, a lot of GMs don't do nothing. Like, look at look at Shaq and Kobe. Shaq and Kobe had their, their core. Every year was a little different. A little breaking up. When Kobe had his ring with Gasol, everything, the Shannon Brown, the Lamar Odom, everything was shaking up. There's no consistency. But look at so the like, guys. Look at some of the guys you're naming, though. Like, like that's what I'm Lamar saying. Trevor, Odom. Hooper. Trevor Reza, but these are all Trevor Reza, Hooper. If you Paul keep Gasol, and hold on Hooper. to him, if you keep and hold on to him, it, it looks like the Spurs. It, it makes more sense. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, that's because your status gets elevated after you do things like win a championship, though. So sometimes it's out of the GM's hands at that point. You know, some players get deals to go other places that are just better better for their career or better for yeah, their like, or whatever the case I mean, is. like, look at Scotty, seven years for 18. <laughs> I mean, shit, if somebody offered to pay you seven years for 18 million, I mean, seven years, 18 million dollars for what you were doing right now, you'd be cool, though. I mean, of course, but if I'm, the, <laughs> if, I'm the, if I'm a world renowned player, hell no. If I got a sneaker deal, no, I don't. What? I mean, but they even, made, they even made the point of like Scotty, like pretty much trying to get bread to make sure his family was straight. Yeah, and so yeah. I just think that not having, not, I guess them also not knowing the NBA was going to boom off that way too. Like there just was a bunch of things that they didn't know and they couldn't predict at the time. So they set the groundwork for a lot of people to have the contracts that they do today. And so, I mean, I think that's another yeah. thing that like we have to acknowledge about their impact on this, the game of basketball period. And it's just like, I mean, the conversation is always going to end up being, okay, well, we're watching Jordan and we get to see Jordan now. Is Jordan better than LeBron, or is LeBron better than Jordan? So that's all. That's they're all. Not the, they're not the same. Like, and th- this this doc is just like amplifying that. Oh, but, yeah, you know what? And watching this, honestly, when I hear Jordan, like especially like old, like younger Jordan, like talk, like it's like, bro, Kobe definitely, that's Kobe. yeah, that's bro. Kobe. It's like kind of scary to watch. It's like, yo. Kobe really modeled himself like after yeah, like he after like perfection like that's truly why really modeled, modeled himself yeah, after Jordan. Yeah, hundred percent. The see, bruh, this the mentality, the work. Like, yo, I don't know if I broke my foot, if I'm gonna come back and be like begging a nigga to come back. Let me play, please, let me play. And then they put you on minute restriction. He's like, all right, we're just gonna, I'm gonna play the last 14 minutes of the game, and we're still gonna make the playoffs. I said, what? Nah, that's crazy. But talk about giving niggas buckets, though. You only get to play 14 minutes a game. Buckets. And you just give them buckets <laughs> in 14 minutes. Like, out, out there looking like a my player. <laughs> I'll I, I definitely say that this, this, I think this documentary, and he said he's going to make a lot of people look at him like he's a bad guy. Honestly, I think this makes Jordan a little bit more likable because yeah. I, I think people yeah. like, I think people, well, I think people don't like to admit it, but people like the realness. Kind of like with Dave Chappelle getting on stage and like making jokes about like LGBTQ people. It's like, it's uncomfortable, but it's like, okay. We understand that Dave Chappelle is like a uh, is a goat at what he does, so it's kind of like you know we understand the goat and the mindset of the goat and how the goat got to this point of being the goat because they were doing what they were doing the whole time. So it's just like yeah, I'm 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 fucking with it honestly. I'm I'm really looking yeah. forward to to learning more about like just that whole team and like I remember the whole Dennis Robin thing when he got married in a gown when I was younger and I was like <laughs> yo I don't know what's going on like why are they having this reverse wedding. And it was like, <laughs> it was like, it was major though. But like as a kid, I didn't, now I'm, I'm finally going to get to sit down and listen to like the like insights and like the, the, the logic behind like why dudes are moving the way they were moving. 
It's just not. Nah, you know what blew my mind? The, it, and once again, this could be tr- Twitter's assumption, but like the the Space Jam comparison to the owner. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, kind of blew that. my mind. I've seen that. I've that kind of blew my mind. Well, Jordan because, didn't like that dude. What's the, what's the dude's name? Jerry. Yeah, yeah, he didn't. But he it didn't, makes so like much it. sense. It makes so much sense. Cause look at the look at the, how the movie was played out. Look at the goal of the owner. I mean the the goal of the, the movie. Alien guy. Yeah. He wanted to trap him in a contract and just make him play over and over and over and over without winning. He didn't care about winning. He just wanted he to make wanted money. He wanted to make money. Wow. Yeah. And then Jordan was stuck with him saying everybody else to put the squad together, bruh. Exactly. And the Cubs brought in the Monstars. Damn. It makes so much sense. I was like, oh, Mark Bloom. But what's really crazy cool. is this also is giving old heads mad fuel to be like, yo, like Jordan, <laughs> best to ever do it. Like I told my dad about the documentary being out, and I was like, yo, you should check it out. He was like, nah, I already saw it. I said, wait, what? <laughs> he said, nah, I already I seen it all. I remember, I remember Jordan hitting that shot against Georgetown. I remember watching it. And I was just like, all right, bro. If you can't, if you can't get a refresher course, then I mean that's cool, bro. You just you, you can you say you can keep keep your mindset where it's at. But I was just like, that's hilarious. But I, was, I can see your pop saying that. Yeah, and I was just trying to explain him. I was like, man, honestly, like like these like I understand you saying that Jordan is like great, but like you still gotta respect like what LeBron did. It's just that he's all about like loyalty, and I'm like, yo, watching the documentary, these niggas wasn't even that loyal. The organization wasn't that loyal to Jordan, except for maybe ownership. Nope. But like the GM wasn't really you know what I'm saying trying to fuck with Jordan, so it's like. Bro, it's a business at the end of the day. And if you can't see it as a business, then you will be seen out. You know what I mean? And you'll be wondering why you're outside looking in out of nowhere. Yeah, big facts, big facts. But all in all, man, I'm excited for the for the next couple of, couple of episodes they're going to drop. Well, not more than a couple. They got a lot to drop. The fact that we got to wait every Sunday for them is kind of criminal. But, I mean, it is what it is. I'll take it. Yo, one thing I one thing okay. I, I I get the older I get, I hear the Jamaican and Patrick Ewing. That's one thing I did notice though. I only heard him talk once on the documentary. I know, but the older I get, the more I can hear like the Jamaican in him. Like I've never noticed. Like it was, yeah, Patrick Ewing's Jamaican. I was like, no, he's not. Yeah, yeah, he's a Jamaican, Bama. Random. Um, nah, that's actually a good observation. I need to go back and look because he looked like a real, he looked like an old Jamaican man. <laughs> when, when you think you about it, yeah, screen, bro. Like... yeah, he do, he do serving up rice and peas <laughs> and shit. I used to play basketball. No, the fuck, you didn't. <laughs> serve me my, serve me my beef patty, nigga. Oh, <laughs> uh, what'd you, we know I have that. What'd you say? <laughs> Credit card machine, no word. <laughs> What'd you th- but go ahead, bye bye. Think of Jordan uh, not fucking with his teammates. Are we talking about initially or like? No, nah, when um when he was a rookie and they walked in the when he walked in the room and it was like, oh, and it was <laughs> that nigga Jordan a liar. <laughs> that nigga, I, you know what? You know what? You know what I will say. He might have been green, maybe early on, but I feel like he was he was in he was in the thickest shit at North Carolina. I know, bro. bro hitting the championship like, shot, hell yeah. Yeah, he was in. He was in the mix in North Carolina. I know. I know all the little white hoes was throwing the box at him down there in Chapel Hill. So he can't even. He can't even front. So I mean, I feel like he he may have like gassed it and been like, "Yo, I walked in the room and they was doing crack." You know what I'm saying? Well, he didn't say they was doing crack. But he said they was. You know what I'm saying? They had everything they needed in that joint. They had the sniff. They had the huff. You know what I mean? They had the drinks. 
And this nigga Jordan was hitting extend, extendo cigars. So, I mean, I don't know. I feel like Jordan dabbled in a lot of that shit at some point in time. I just feel like he, he, never, let, he never let that be more important than winning games, I think. And that's why he was able to kind of keep, keep on, like, the, the straight and narrow path. But, but I also feel like I Jordan had it was different times because like information didn't get out as fast as it would right yeah. now. Like, nah, for sure, for sure. But I mean, who's like? I feel like if you partying with Jordan, like you just you just happy to be there, my nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't think you're going around being like, yo, this nigga Jordan. And I feel like Jordan ain't wild out in front of people. I feel like you had to be real close to him, like for him to like really like wild out. You know what I mean? I don't know. Because how many pictures? How many pictures are there of Jordan wilding out? Yeah, I've, I only Twitter, see like Twitter, Twitter has one every other day. So like, I don't know. I've only seen a few though. And you know, I seen the one joint when he was with the two white Jones dancing. Yeah. So that's how I knew he was getting into <laughs> Chapel Hill with them big ass, with them big ass jeans. <laughs> Everybody, everybody's uh, suit was mad luncheon. I would say that. Like the nineties fashion. Yeah, bro. The nineties fashion but like, no, was some, pretty cool. That's some some of the fits was cool though. Yeah, yeah. I can't flex. Like they were definitely some for the time swaggy. I don't know if oh, I can yeah. rock with a huge oversized coat. But I think if I was back then, maybe, you know, I might try to finesse it. Nah, the sweatsuits, all the bulls the bull, oh my gosh. Yeah. Was crazy. And, the days. and actually I just wanna say Three chain Jordan is probably the coolest. It's probably the coolest Jordan, bro. He's gotta be, bro. Triple chain gang Jordan. Oh, uh, he was on another level, bro. Yeah. But what's crazy is, and and I noticed watching him, like how like how much how much Jordan fucking elevates on his jump shot, bro. That shit is crazy. He's, a, he's, a, he's just air. elite athlete. He just be in the air for like a whole extra second longer than everybody else. Hidden fucking shots off the glass, bro. And I'm just like, bro, like this is a this is a fundamentally sound nigga right here, bro. Like this is different. But and also watching that, you notice how little a lot of them niggas are though. Like them niggas ain't like the like built like the way some of the niggas is built today. Yeah, because like, but you can look at you can look at the high schools now and you can say that. That's, that's yeah, no, for sure, for sure, for <laughs> sure. But I'm just saying, like when niggas were like bringing up the comparison, like putting LeBron like on that court, and I'm like. Come on, man. Like, LeBron's going to run through Larry Bird's arms, bro. He's going to break Larry Bird. That's true. It's but, not going to be but, a problem. But watching Jordan maneuver around it as the smaller is just as impressive. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Now, that's just lit. But it's just for people making it seem like LeBron couldn't survive. Oh, no, without a doubt. In, I feel like time. LeBron definitely could survive in the air. I think anyone who said not he could. But it's what would say. I do want to know how you feel LeBron would do against the Bad Boy Pistons. Who's LeBron's teammates? I mean, if he's on the Bulls, you just imagine that. I guess I don't know, but like, so he's on the he's on the he's he's wait he has the whole Bulls squad. He's just replacing Jordan's spot. Yeah. They be fine. Yeah. <laughs> they be fine. They would be fine. They would be just fine, bro. Because they already had they had tough dudes on that team. They'd be good. I think LeBron could step in, and the only thing the only diff the only difference is. Scotty would just score a lot more buckets. Uh, Scotty scoring more buckets. Scotty, Scotty, Scotty. Watching the Scotty yeah. Pippen highlight on Patch Kewen is also very savage too. That was pretty good. 
Yeah, I, I didn't realize that Scottie Pippen was like the crazy thing is they talked about the nigga being six one and then growing to be like six five, bro. Yeah, I was like, bro, what? Where do these Bamas be getting this? This country nigga? strong. I think they said country yeah. genetics. <laughs> And the same thing with Michael Jordan. He said the bad what actually I feel I feel like if you're five ten as a sophomore in high school, you bound to get you bound to get bigger. So like yeah, you hope? five ten. Nah, you, you hope? bound to get bigger, bro. You, if you five ten in middle school, you done. You feel me? But if you five ten, <laughs> if you if you just get into five ten as a sophomore in high school, you probably got a couple more that you that you that you do. So like, bro, to go from five ten to six three, like that's crazy, bro. Like I couldn't only I couldn't imagine waking up and being bigger than my bed the next day. <laughs> that would blow me. Like I'd be really be very, sh- very shit would be insane. The shit would be insane, man. But along with the night of premieres on Sunday, uh, you know, the the show for all the sisters out there. Sister, sister. Oh. Insecure dropped on Sunday. But as you know, a lot of uh, a lot of us actually and some of the ladies were actually tuned into the Jordan Doc. So we might have not caught it the first time around. If you were a night owl and you stayed up or you watched it on whatever streaming service, shout out to you. Um, but I was not. But Insecure Alistair, I'm sure you got a chance to sit down and watch the second second episode of the new season. Yeah. Um, first off, I think Insecure is a great show. Shout out to Issa. I think you got to celebrate the black creatives out there. <clears throat> uh, what I would say about Insecure, I think I, – which side, which side are you on? Are you Team Molly or Team Issa? That's my first question. Um, I'm not on either's team. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Because honestly, I, like, I don't see anything wrong with what Molly said to Issa. Off top? Now, Grant. Yeah, off top, uh, I don't see anything wrong with that. Okay, okay. I don't see anything wrong with that. And the reason why I say that is because their relationship has always been to the point of where, like, they – like, all right, when it's time to keep it real, you can, can keep, keep it real. It real. The, only, okay. the only problem was is that when Molly decided to to do that and, like, somewhat of, like, how it came across, because she was a little bit, uh, I guess, impacted about how she was feeling about her situation because, you know, she always be cutting niggas off with the swiftness whenever they do some shit she don't really fuck with. And so she find this dude that, that she like, you know what I mean? Which is Dean. Other... Just had, I just had... Which is Dean. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. Yo. I said that shit. Yo, every said, time he's shit. on said, the screen, I said, yeah, that's Dean. I said, that's fucking Dean. That's crazy. But uh um, well, continue, continue, continue. But uh yeah, she finds this dude that she liked, but he uh, he he dating other women, and so now she like, oh man, like this nigga dating another woman. But Issa gave her the perfect answer to disarm her right there off top when she first came to the event. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, girl, I ain't here with you. Like, so, like, what? I don't know what else, like, you want. But, like, you know, Molly looking for, oh, I want him to open up. And I'm like, damn, Molly, I only been together for, like, a, a, a month. But maybe. I just find, you know I just I mean? find it crazy because at first she wasn't even trying to, like, be serious with it. She was like, oh, she didn't take it serious. She wouldn't give him the time of day. Then as soon as he expressed that he had options or he wasn't, like, exclusively dating her, she, she, she felt some type of way. I was like, uh, man, look, everybody uh, got options, bro. That's how I feel. For real, man. And if you don't have options, you're doing yourself a disservice anyways, bro, because you're putting all your eggs in one basket. Now, of course, if you get to the position where it's like, okay, you officially know this is what you want to do, this is who you want to be with, stamp it, lock it down, do your thing, bada boom, bada bing, cool. But I feel like for the most part, if you, you know what I'm saying, if, you, if you're not really – 
lockdown. Yeah, bro, you should you should have options. This is, you know what I'm saying. You shouldn't go to one auto shop. You should get price quotes from different auto shops before you go buy your parts. You know, you know what I mean. So, can't argue that. Can't argue yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I, that's why I feel like her being like, like she, what she thought was, oh, this thing, this thing is kind of lame. Like, I'm gonna be an upgrade for this nigga, and like, yo, we gonna rock, and he not talking to nobody else because you know I'm Molly and shit, and I'm and I'm I'm hot shit. And so, nah, he was like, nah, yeah, I'm dating other people. Like, aren't you? And, like, little little did she realize she got to the point of, no, she wasn't dating anybody else. And it was only him. And that's when she was like, oh, shit. Fuck, I'm in a fucked up position. And then she kind of was like, oh, well, thrown off by that shit. But I don't think I don't think there was anything wrong with what she said to uh, get back to, to the point, though. To jump on the side, I got to say I'm team. I'm team Issa just because Issa's just cool and she's chill. I feel like Molly's kind of... I got, I got my beef with Issa. I'm going to let you go ahead. Okay. Break, I feel I'm, like... I'm going to tell you why. I, know, I mean, I got beef with her too, but um, I just feel like in this situation, she's kind of always been the friend. It's been behind the eight ball, trying to struggle, hustle her way up. Get a life together. So yeah. when she starts to, you know, she got her little she got her little bae on the side, little TSA nigga who's... He's funny as shit for being the, the hostess in the, the first party. Um, waiting. Yeah, no, nah, that shit was funny. <laughs> Say, yo, this party lit. <laughs> but um, I just find it that she's in a doobie situation where she has to be, you know, partnered with her ex's current jump. That's unfortunate, but she was professional about it, kept it pushing, and then, you know, she was just doing her. And then I feel like off top, Molly didn't like that situation. She was like, really judgmental about it. And you, you can be that because we are friends and that's our relationship. But I feel like you got to see the bigger picture with this in terms of like well, that's, that's also because if you, if you notice in the second episode, Molly kind of has like this thing about her being at the dinner with them yeah, and having a meal. Yeah. And so Molly kind of feels like she's losing her friend a little bit I think in my opinion. And she's kind of like oh, I, I don't really know if I want that to but happen. How but are you, how are you territorial towards your friend now? Like, like How does that look? Because normally this is a bitch that's dating your fucking ex. Like, how many bitches do you know is gonna be friends with like a a female that's dating that was dating their ex nigga? I don't care what you say and how many women are gonna be like, nah. I mean, I could do it. A lot of women are not doing that. And I'm gonna tell you, my beef with Issa is if it wasn't for the fact that Condola was helping her get her life together and get her shit on track, she would have she would stop talking to Condola. She wouldn't okay, be okay, but it's professional. They wouldn't I'm trying be cool. to work. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's fine, and that's and that's fine. That's what I'm saying. That's why I feel like Molly's saying what she said is like, yo, you like being in that messy shit. But like at this point, Issa doesn't really have a choice because if she doesn't, then she can't really, you know what I'm saying, she can't progress her life or she can't move forward because she can't get the help from Condola. Yeah. So it's just like if, if Condola ain't have nothing to bring to the table to help her, then this she wouldn't even be a situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she wouldn't even care if she was seeing like if, if she was with Lauren. She wouldn't know her because she, she wouldn't have got connected with Condola. So I just feel like if Condola ain't had nothing to offer, you know what I'm saying? Issa, Issa wouldn't even be friends with Condola. Man, I just feel like fate, and that's just how... But that's just how things work. Like, I, It's just six degrees of separation, so this person knows this person. Oh, shit. I just feel like... I don't know. I don't know. I think Molly definitely is... And I've seen, I've seen people be like, oh, you gotta let your Molly friend go. I was like, uh, I'm not gonna go that far. But I feel like she she was wrong in that situation. I'm not saying you got to cut your friends. I mean, off. I'm gonna say if I if I if if you got to think of all the messy situations Issa's been in since we've been watching this show, 
If you had a friend who'd been in a bunch of messy shit, but Molly's you seen been them being messy as shit. Messy. Yeah, but then Issa <laughs> always let her know when she on that shit, and that's okay. all Molly did okay. was let her know. She was like, "Yo, like it just seems like you you like that shit, like you like being involved in that messy shit, like you talk, you literally working side by side with." A girl who's talking to your nigga, you know what I'm saying, or talking to your ex nigga, you know what but I'm saying. Ex- a nigga you dated for five years, yeah, like come on, bro, like that's not no light shit for the most part. Like anybody's gonna feel a certain type of way about that, unless you really didn't fuck with that ex, and it's gonna be like whatever. True, true, true. But the real question is, how do you feel about what Lawrence did in terms of like going to holla at Issa and being like, "Yo, could y'all not talk about me?" I think it was innocent. But I feel like it's going to get turned into something bigger than it actually was. You think what, that was a smart move? Nah, I don't think it was a smart move. How do um, you think you should have played it? I think he should have just noted the information, be like, all right, and then just be on alert. I don't think he needed to press it and be like, oh, so what y'all be talking about? Because once, you, once, you, once it looks like that, it, it just seems like you're tripping over yourself and you're, you're making a bigger deal than it actually is. That's how I feel. How do you feel? I don't think Lawrence should have did anything. That's what I'm saying. If we're going to choose between talking to Issa or talking to Condola, um, I'm going to go with his decision to talk to Issa. Um, Only because to make a demand out of somebody, and I think the time frame that him and Condola have been talking was like maybe a month or whatever. Hadn't been a long time, though, um, in the show. And so to make a demand out of somebody you just met, you know what I mean? Especially with somebody who's their business partner. They'd be like, hey, could you not talk about me with, you know, so-and-so? It's kind of like, it's just, it's a bit out of your jurisdiction at this yeah. point in time, in my opinion. So he went with who he had a rapport with, who he was comfortable with. But who he it just, knew, for this one, I'm saying, and who he knew too, he was done with but, at this point. <clears throat> but I feel like in her, in Condola's eyes, as soon as she hears, like, it was, it was a conversation between the two of you, it's going to be like, why is he hitting you up? Like, why are you so comfortable with this? And then it's like, oh, there's another call. Because if she, well, go- so you can't talk about being comfortable because you, the whole thing between her and Issa was them being comfortable to be working around each other and being able to, you know, be okay with the fact that they both had been with Lawrence or Issa was previously with Lawrence. So she can't talk about uh. comfort level because you know what I mean. Like that, I just feel like that would be my argument. Be like, yo, how you gonna talk about being comfortable? But like. Y'all niggas is talking about me. You know what I'm saying? Y'all obviously are very comfortable. So I'm just trying to get myself comfortable in the situation too. Yeah, you know what I mean? True. That's true. So it's that just is a good like, move. That is a good move. Right. So I just feel like <laughs> I, I feel like that was his best move was to if he was gonna do something was to talk to Issa. Now where I think where I the part where I fucked with Issa was she called this nigga and was like, yo, so like, did you tell her or or like or nah? Because if I bring it up at the dinner, then it's gonna be like or if we're bringing it about the concert, then it's going to look like, or wherever they hang out after that, it's going to look weird. Or it's going to look like, yeah, we talked and there was a conversation. And, like, she definitely, like, she covered his ass, basically, on that note. So I think Lawrence should be fucking thanking the shit out of Issa for that call. Because uh, I just feel like, yeah, yeah she, got was, was, class, <clears throat> she got him out the way. Major clutch, major clutch. She got him out the way. Very clutch, very clutch. So, but, yeah, all in all, I feel like. I mean, the episode was good uh, when they did when they were dressed in the Halloween outfits. I thought Shorty, who was wearing the Baps outfit, uh, her name <laughs> Kelly. Kelly. I thought that's she was, she's hilarious. Yo, what she's was hilarious. what was Issa? I have no idea. Okay, I thought it was the only. I was like, yo, that doesn't make you know. She had some cheap costume on. Some, you know, she ain't got no bread. So, mm. poor Issa. 
Yeah, she managing the job. And then she uh she left TSA Bay, man. She let him go. That's crazy. Now uh, this nigga said touch my <laughs> what was that? My booty button? My booty button. Oh right, that, that's man. what you be telling him. That's what you be telling him, Bryce. Man, the weather outside is crazy. Oh it's like <laughs> it was jaw like wow. chilly. Yeah. Wow. But that yeah, insecure man. Like I was, yeah, I fucked with um, I fucked with the TSA nigga. He was hilarious. They got rid of him. Um, but he'll get another job. Yeah, um, no, for sure, for sure. Something else I just started watching. Um, and I know you have too. So I want to. I got a few questions on it. Ozark. Man, Ozark is is a different type of Breaking Bad. Yeah. 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 And. It's just being so quick on your feet. It's, it's it's really it's really a good show. And at first, I was like, "Man, y'all hyping it. It's mad." Nah, slow. I thought the same thing, I bro. Said, Whoa! But I just kept I this just kept escalated watching. quickly. I just gave it a chance, and yeah, who's it definitely your, escalates. Who's your favorite character? My favorite character might be the old nigga, buddy. Oh, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. I gotta give Ruth. That's my bitch. Nah, it's either it's either Buddy or for a certain point in time it was Wendy. Mm. Wait, what season are you on? I'm on two. I just, like uh, <clears throat> I'm, right. I just started two. Yeah, I don't know. You, I don't know how you feel. You might feel the same way as me, but like you gonna see like why I said Wendy for a little bit because <laughs> yo she <laughs> she's sweet right now. She be going hard, nigga. That's all I'm gonna say. Smart ass woman, but Marty's yeah. smart as fuck too, though. Yeah, but yeah, he, nah. he always he always has one step in the game, one step on everybody. It's like, and Kayla, it was funny because <clears throat> Kayla like she, she compared him to Ghost, and I was like, no, he's not. Oh, okay, I can see it. Yeah, he'd be ready. He'd I be can having see contingency it. plans and all yeah. that type of shit. Because you got to when you're dealing yeah. with such heavy hitters. Because every every. Every way he turns and he finds a solution, it's like, oh, wait, why are you jumping into our pot now? It's like, oh, shit. Yeah, the mob. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Man, that should be a blower, bro. Just when he thinks he's getting close, he got to fucking find a way to satisfy <laughs> somebody else. But yeah, he be fucking, he be doing his thing, man. He be doing his thing at every, at every twist and turn. I fuck with the show. I think Netflix uh, did a great job. I think Jason Bateman did, did a great job. Um, I didn't think he would uh, he he would get into producing. I guess a show like that because it actually does have because you know he's more of a funny guy. But it has yeah. moments where it's like if depending if it was a different circumstance, this would be a moment you could laugh. You know what I mean? But like, and I, I still I still do laugh though. Right, Cause, exactly. Because the times when he looks at the camera, I just see like um, the blues. I was like, okay, yeah, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> Arrested fucking development. <laughs> But uh, yeah, now the the show is the show is definitely is definitely solid. I think you're gonna fuck with it, uh, and how season three goes once you get there too. So I'm glad I watched it late though, because I'm all about binging shows. I hate having to digest them slowly. I I kind of like it, and then I don't. I have a love hate relationship with with doing I, that. I can do it. I can watch things like weekly because I that's how I watch Good Girls, and that's how I watch. Uh, There's a new season of Good Girls. Yeah, dog. You- Damn, I wouldn't have known. Sweet. I wait, Sweet. Was, wait. What? What did it end on Netflix at? It was at. They went up to what season three? 
on Netflix? Nah, they went up to season two. Two? On yeah. It's, it's three on TV right now? Yeah. You're asleep. Uh, He's that joke crazy. <laughs> nah, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait so I can bitch it. I'm going to wait so nah, I can bitch it. Nah, all right. But just know the fit girl, her oh, family. Oh, nah, don't even, don't, don't even, nah. No, no, stop, 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 <laughs> stop, 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 stop. Oh, and props, because we had uh, great reviews on Fix. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Just trying to push the culture forward, you know. I feel it. And just you know, and do the things that I that I like to do, you know, sing the songs that I want to sing. Yeah. Uh, speaking of songs, you hear uh, what music you listen? You listen to anything new, buddy? Anything new? Um, I'm gonna play. Do you, a new... do you find yourself uh, listening to music during quarantine? Uh, not as. I mean, yeah, but not as like. Actually, no, I usually listen to music whenever I shower and shit like that. So yeah, um, I listened to to some of the, uh, the baby's album. Uh, there were some tracks on it that were cool. Niggas was hating hard on the internet for some reason, but there were some tracks that I fuck with. I fuck with the baby though. You know what I'm saying? I just I think I think he's a he's a he's a true he's a true performer and an entertainer, entertainer. Okay. Um, and then um, who else? Somebody dropped a project. It was good boom, too. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, fucking West Side Gun. Yeah, I'm fucking, I'm fucking smack. West Side Gun drop. Pray for yeah. Paris. Um, and I and I listened to that. And I mean, anytime you know, I feel like the Griselda, the Griselda family gets together to do anything. I feel like you got to sit down and listen. And they just like they went in and they brought my man Freddie Gibbs on that. Uh, what was that? Five thousand ounces of the track. Bro, I feel uh, like the 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 features on that was so crazy. I'm not even a Tyler fan, but that's a yo. That's crazy. Yeah, person. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't really <laughs> listen to like. I mean, I listened to the Tyler Jones, but like, I was I didn't listen to them. Like, I was like, all right, this is like cool. Everybody else versus I was like, yeah. But then Tyler came on, and I was just like, bro, what really? is he doing? Rap- what is he doing with these cocaine rappers, bro? Like, <laughs> hey. <laughs> I just don't be excited to listen to him rap. I'm sorry. It just, it, it just, I don't be like, oh man, that Tyler verse. Oh, I need <laughs> it. Like, I can't wait to listen to that. But if I'm not expecting it and it comes, I'm, I'm just that surprised. That's mm-hmm. what I say. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and, you know, that, that may be just, you know, how you feel about it. But, like, for example, when I saw that 5,000 ounces had Freddie Gibbs on it, that was well, the first song. That was favorite. the first song. That's the first song I clicked on. Oh, okay. But the Tyler song wasn't the first song I clicked on. That's what I'm saying. I was just surprised to have him on the album. Just like you said. I was surprised too, actually. So the verse that he dropped, I was impressed. That's what, that's all mm-hmm. I'm saying, buddy. Well, respect. Okay. Respect. Okay. Respect. But yeah, um, no, the album is the album is definitely solid. They got that one track with the nigga tap dancing on it, and that shit is fire as hell. I can't remember the name of it. But if you listen to the album, you know there's a track where they literally have a nigga on the track tap dancing. I think it's the outro, the very last song, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, I don't be doing too much, uh, too much music listening, unfortunately. I feel like I can't play music too loud because of the baby. Um, headphones, bro. Yeah, but I, I just don't be in the house with headphones that often. And then... I'm just chilling. It's been my thoughts, bro. It's my thoughts on the podcast, where we're going. This Rona stuff, you know, trying to keep safe, keep busy. But it's us because we're still in the house. I mean, it's not so bad out there. No. Just I mean, like you said at the beginning, you're accepting it. 
You're getting yeah. used to it. No. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's fine. It is what it is. Because at this point, it's just like, bro, all right. If niggas want me to stay in the house, I'm not spending my bread anyways. Because if you want to order, I don't know why people are ordering shit online, for one. If you yeah, order shit really from dumb. Amazon, if you order shit from Amazon, it's not coming because you got to wait because it's not an essential item. So it's like, bro, no. I'm going to wait till all that shit's cleared up so I can get my packages at the regular point in time. Because I feel like I'm still waiting for a steering wheel cover, actually, that I ordered. So, you know, nah, I'm good. And, yeah, man, just getting to stay home. Save that bread, you know? Yeah. At least we got the Michael Jordan doc. Yeah, and by the time we all come outside, everybody, you know what I'm saying, will be nice and, um, you know, humble and ready to get at it. Maybe have a brunch. Actually, it's not going to be brunches for a little while, man. I'm going to be real. Yeah. Yeah, there's no brunch. Yeah. But maybe. I don't know. Niggas can't. Yo, niggas can't can't party until they have a vaccine, bro. Yeah. 20. They said 20, 21. Yeah. They're gonna do clinic. They're gonna start clinical trials in September. I think that's uh, from Johnson and Johnson, a family company. <sighs> so do we just give up on the summer, or are you going to South Beach? Bro, I'm not going nowhere until everything <laughs> is clear, bro. All I want to do is be able to travel within the state of Maryland, and I'm cool, bro. At the bare minimum, I want to be able to at least like go to a bar. I mean, you just get a, get some lick, you know, stay in the crib. <sighs> no, I can't. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to explain why I can't do that. <laughs> I'm not going to explain that right now. But, no, man. You don't want the people to know? No, nah, they probably already do now. But <laughs> anyway, Alistair, is there anything you want to leave the people with before we wrap up this uh, this episode? Um, This week, there's the greatness. Um. Did you know that if a shark stops moving, it dies? So, during this coronavirus time, be a shark. Don't stop moving. Always be positive and moving forward and doing something. I just kind of threw a paper airplane and it landed. So, there you go. Um, all, everybody who's listening to the episode, everybody who's locked in during corona, we're doing it for y'all. Thank you. We appreciate the listen, the like, the stream. Um, I know it's tough times, but we're only going to be able to get through it if we all do it together. You can follow me on Twitter, Dr. Underscore Doer, Instagram, same thing. Make sure you follow our podcast page, AMB period podcast, AMB period podcast. Um, shout out to everybody who's in April having a birthday, Lo Cienzo, but we're still turning up for you. Happy 420, everybody. Bryce! Hey, I was waiting to see you land earlier on. I was like, oh, where's he going? Where's he going? Where's he going? <laughs> ah, okay. All right. Yeah. That works. That works. But, um, yeah, man, I don't got nothing profound to say. I just want to say, um, you know what I'm saying, peace, God. You know what I'm saying? Supreme mathematics. You know what I'm saying? Let's sign down. Let me stop before the 5 percenters. Put the 5 percenters roll up on me and inform me and shit. But, uh, you know, it's your boy, Young Sam, right? You can follow me on social media, Y-O-U-N-G-T-A-M-A-R-A-C-K. 
Um, you know, thank y'all for listening. We appreciate y'all tuning into the podcast. I'm going to keep trying to keep coming with the content. Um, hopefully we can come out of this quarantine soon so we can get back to our regular recording situation so we can have, you know, the crisp uh, sounds that, um, you know, we've been working to give you guys every week. Um, and with that being said, at the end of today's episode, you're going to hear a new track from Black Row produced by Antoine Forever. Antoine shit crazy.